It's shakedown time, Schaefer style. That's right, it's the Schaefer Shakedown. Hello. Welcome back to the Schaefer Shakedown. I have to first off apologize from the bottom of my heart for how long it has taken me to get back to this podcast. And I mean, each episode was coming back, coming slower and slower, wasn't it? And now, I mean, I, the last episode I did was like right after 9-11 because that was what the episode was about. I mean, way to leave you guys hanging on a downer. Good God. Sorry. Um, but I'm, I'm going to explain myself, all right? Get off my back. And I am back. So here's the deal. Right when I posted the last episode, I had started work on a new job that was kind of took me, you know, it took me all of me (laughs) and it was such a fun job. I really loved it. It was for a show called Would I Lie to You, which um, you may have heard of because it's a very long running show in the UK. It's a delightful show. You can watch clips of the UK version on YouTube. They're now doing an American version. It will be on the CW sometime, I think in the first half of next year, perhaps earlier, like February, March. We don't have a release date yet, but great team. The writing team, um, Jody Lennon, a legend, Eric Drysdale, a legend, Keisha Zeller, uh, Zoller, uh, a legend, um, Asif Monvi, the host, the team captains were Matt Walsh of UCB fame and Veep fame, uh, Sabrina Jalise, Hilarious comedian. If you don't know her, check her out. She's so great. What a great team. Leading up to it, such a delightful job. Then I go to New York for the for the tapings, um, which was two weeks of an absolutely brutal schedule to the point where like we were working like 12 hour days, 14 days straight, no breaks. By the end, I couldn't. It hurt. They were like, okay, we need three more. And I would, my brain would hurt it had been like squeezed dry there was nothing left and like that part of my brain was just so tired I don't know if you've ever experienced that but by the end I mean I was dead I came back and I was like oh I ate like shit while I was there I mean this show god bless them the the craft services was somebody got in their head they were like on this show the craft services will be treats from your youth You know, that kids love. Tasty cakes, Little Debbie's, Twinkies, (laughs) Dunkaroos. Just, I mean, too much. It was out of control. Um, I was eating like garbage. I had to have a lot of New York pizza while I was there. Come home. We get straight into the holidays. You know, we're hitting Thanksgiving. I love to cook on Thanksgiving. And then I started work on my yearly Etsy drop, which I do ornaments, handmade ornaments and other items for sale every year through Etsy. And that's a whole thing that I am going to do another episode about, um, probably the next episode. So I don't want to get into that too much. And then, of course, Christmas hits and I get busy with Christmas. And we had an, um, a, another uh, show of the Ha Ha Hole. And we did a live version plus a streaming versions. And we did it in a theater. It was so cool. There was an audience. It was like packed. The theater was packed. Um, the comedians were on stage. The ha ha was on stage. People got to see it up close in person. It just felt like magic. So all of this combined, I mean, whew, I was busy. Okay. And that, that shouldn't be. So I want to say all that. Um, acknowledging that 
I really don't think that should be an excuse. Like, I think if you're going to do a podcast, you know, you should commit to what you committed to. And if you're too busy to do it, then you shouldn't do it. I don't think you should leave your audience hanging like that. And I know that consistency um, is important. So my goal is to do the podcast weekly. I strive for it. I want to. Um, And I want to set myself up so that it's easier to do that. Because I think not only was I busy, which is kind of just an excuse, because like if I had this thing more streamlined, it wouldn't be so difficult to put it together every time. But I think what I was doing was maybe a little too ambitious and I had a mental block with it, which was so one of the things that I wanted to do with this podcast was to do an audio sketch every week. And I did that for the first nine episodes, which weren't every week, obviously. And I didn't expect those videos to go so viral, to be like so beloved online, because I would make a little video to go with the audio sketch. And they did really well. And so I would get in my head trying to think of the audio sketch for this episode, the the this biting satire that I would put out in the world and the voice performance and the originality and like the writing of it. Um, And it would just get, I would get stalled because it actually is really hard to keep up that level. I mean, I don't think I've ever had such a good batting average on videos going viral and getting that many views. So I just think it's unrealistic to think that I could keep up with that level in terms of that magic that hits. Um, That doesn't mean I shouldn't strive and hold myself to a high standard, which I always will. But I think what it means is that I might not be able to do that every episode. (laughs) So it's things are changing around here. Okay. And I'm also um, very excited because I've to help me with this, I've been talking to some cool people, an entity, if you will, that I think I'm going to start working with. And um, I don't know if it's necessarily like a relaunch of the podcast, but just sort of a Um, getting this into the groove that I think we were heading into anyway. And I'm really excited about that. So that's that. Um, So anyway, Christmas time. Uh, Wow. (laughs) Okay. Usually every year I go really nuts at Christmas crafting. Now Etsy's a part of it, which I will do in in the next episode probably. Um, but also making gifts for family and friends. And that's kind of where my crafting really started to take off is that I really enjoyed making things for other people. It started, I mean, and I'm talking about as an adult, when you're a kid, you make a lot of stuff. If you're like me, um, or if you're most kids dabble in, in making things for their parents or whatever at school, um, drawing a picture, making an ornament, whatever. Sometimes it's, you have to do it for school. They, they, they let everybody do They make everybody do it. But in a, as an adult, I started actually trying to make things for people for, for Christmas specifically, but sometimes for other occasions. And it started with crochet. I started crocheting blankets. Um, and I usually only had the time to make one per year. So I would like make a blanket every year for a different family member. And I would get better and better each year that went by. And then I got really into embroidery, specifically cross stitch. So I got into that same cycle. Like, let me make a really great masterpiece for one family member this year, different family member next year. You know, one year, maybe I do something small for everybody, get better every year. And then, um, you know, I've done lots of different things 
over the years. And sometimes it's not even crafty. Like one year, my big gift for my family was I digitized all our old VHS tapes, organized it, and I created a hard drive slash Dropbox (laughs) upload. The Schaefer Family Archive is what I call it. And it has, I scanned in hundreds of old photos. I organized everything. And that way we have a digital like backup of all these, you know, VHS and photographs that were sort of disintegrating over time. And maybe one day if the grandkids and the nieces and nephews are interested in our family history, which they may or may not be, you never know, we have seven, one of them might be, they can find this stuff. They can learn about where they came from. It's my parents, a lot of pictures of them. There's some stuff of, of, of our grandparents. And... um and obviously all our home movies, which are delightful to access at any moment that I want to. Um, I might post one this week, actually, that my sister reminded me of. That's really funny. So anyway, um, I like to do a lot of different shit. <laughs> and I go crazy and I usually bite off more than I can chew, but I very much enjoy it. I, and if you're somebody who does crafting and makes things for family. And I don't know, maybe you have this dream, even if you aren't somebody that does that. But I have stress dreams around this time of year that I have, that it's Christmas morning, and I have totally dropped the ball. I haven't gotten gifts for people. I'm scrambling. I'm trying to wrap stuff. I'm trying to finish a project. And like, everyone's like, Sarah, where are you? Or I forgot. I have like Christmas morning stress dreams about gifts. I don't know if you have those. But I do. Um, And this year, the, the craft or handmade item that I tried for the first time ever I did it so we went to see family in Arizona and um, now we're gonna uh, next we're gonna head to Richmond tomorrow morning to spend uh, Christmas with other family in Richmond Virginia but before we went to Arizona to see my two sisters um, literally the day before I'm running around I'm getting things done I'm going crazy finishing up Christmas shopping wrapping things you know doing my thing and I uh, get this idea literally like the night before. And I'm like, you know, I, I, I really, I didn't see a Pinterest or TikTok. I don't even go on Pinterest really, but like, I didn't see anything that was like, I'm copying an idea. So I literally, and I, I'm, I know it sounds like I'm bragging, but I just want to make sure you understand how original I am. <laughs> I came up with an idea. I was like, what if I made a tablecloth out of all this scrap fabric and I have these all these vintage tea towels? And what if I made like a almost look like almost like a quilted tablecloth, even though it's not technically a quilt, it's just patchwork. It's just one layer. And I thought, oh, that would be cool. And I, I have a sewing machine. I just got one a few months ago. And it's just rectangles being sewn together. I think I can handle this. Wouldn't that be cool? And it's literally something I started 3 p.m. the night before I was supposed to go. (laughs) And I bought a book um, like two days earlier at Joanne's, like sewing for beginners, um, just to, you know, get the basics. And I uh, and I've used a sewing machine. I know how to basically use it, but it's very, very little knowledge that I have. And of course, this book had um, hemming and and seams, which is all you need to make like a patchwork of a rectangle. It's much easier to just sew lines, you know, straight lines, basically. And so I read it and I was like, OK, I think I can I can do this. And I did. I did it. I did it the night before. My idea was to do like four of them, which, of course, for like different people in my family, which, of course, I did not achieve. I only did one. 
And it turned out really cute. And I gave it to my older sister, Christy. And I think she liked it. We'll see. And, um, but that's what I wanted to know, you know, for people like me who love, who love a Christmas gift, love a homemade Christmas gift, love to make things and give them to people. Um, I asked um, online, I asked people to send in things that they had um, made, handmade, and how did it go? And it really actually was um, an interesting endeavor. Um, I'm going to play some voicemails and read some emails that I got in about homemade gifts for Christmas. And before I go into this, I just want to say that it was interesting to find out that people really, um, I've had, they have a similar way of talking about it that I do. And I'm like, oh, I wonder if there's something to this about the anxiety of being a person who makes homemade gifts for family members or friends for Christmas, of wanting them to be good enough and kind of not knowing, is it, and this, I think I come back to this, am I doing this for me or am I doing it for them? Because I barely ever make anything for myself. It's like I'm making something because I just want something to do. And then I need to get rid of the object. I'm like, this is in the way. I'm done with you. It must go into a gift box now. (laughs) And it was interesting to see some people's um, way of describing their gifts. So this first one is from Amy, a listener named Amy. Here we go. Hey, Sarah. Uh, My name is Amy. I make handmade stuff for a living. So I try to not give out handmade Christmas gifts too often. Um, cause I know that, um, the, the, the goodwill my family has for me will very quickly erode if I do that. But I do, for the past four years, I've done, um, a small, um, plush object for, uh, all the kids I know when that list keeps getting longer. So this is becoming more and more, um, undoable, but that seems to go over well. Um, that's for kids. So that's, that's easy. Except when the parents let them open them early before Christmas and send me pictures, and then I feel like an incredible Grinch, as if my presents don't merit being opened on Christmas morning. This year, I am um, I'm a beginning painter, so I know this is a terrible idea, but I'm doing portraits of all of my family and giving each one the um, the portrait of their spouse. So um, either they're going to love it, or it's going to be a hilarious story about how bad they are. So, and I don't mind. I don't mind that. I know what I'm getting myself into with handmade gifts. But uh, every once in a while, you know, I like to pull that out. Okay, Amy. Wow. Okay. So you brought up something like, I know what I'm getting into with handmade gifts. And it struck me to my core of like, you know, I think if you're someone who makes handmade stuff, especially if it's something you are not a master of, it's something new you're trying it's a risk. It's a risk to give somebody something. I mean, gift giving is risky. Unless somebody tells you exactly what they want for Christmas or for their birthday or whatever, um, you are taking a risk. You're going out on a limb hoping that they'll like it. And I think with handmade gifts, you know, there you have, it's almost like with improv. (laughs) Uh, I've always thought improv you know, they have a little bit of a crutch, which I, I want to be clear, doing really good high level improv is really hard to do. And the people who do it really well are incredible. It's like, it's almost like stand up. I mean, in a way where, you know, there's a real big gap between um, incredible masters of stand up and like everybody else. Um, 
but especially with improv. I mean, I think there's a really big curve there. Um, stand up, you know, especially if you're watching, there's more of a, in stand up, you can watch someone do it for 15 minutes who may not have the ability to do an hour and you aren't subjected to the hour of them struggling. You only see the 15 minutes. And I guess there's versions of that for improv too. But, um, anyway, improv, it, it give giving, I would say it's the same thing where it's like, there's a little bit of a crutch in that. I don't know if the right word is crutch. Um, benefit of the doubt Um, a mulligan I don't know what my term is improv there's a magic there of oh my god they're making this up and so you're laughing more than I think if you knew if you if you went into an improv show or a comedy show and you're like oh this is a show where everything was pre-written your standard would be a little bit higher of how funny it should be. Like a sketch show, you go, okay, this was, they had time to work on this. It better be funny. Whereas with improv, you give them a little, you give them, you give them a little because you're like, oh, they're making this up on the spot. You're laughing more and you're enjoying it more because you know, and your standard is lower for the comedy itself, I think. But again, really, really good improv, your, your mind is blown because you're like, how are they this funny? How is that not written? So, with handmade gifts, there might be a little bit of that, which is you go, oh, I made it myself. Well, then they're going to overlook some of the flaws, right? They're going to go, wow, you made this? So there's that element to it. And also, you know, um, some people, I don't think they like handmade shit. <laughs> and so you got to make sure it's that type of person. With family, you know, I think that they... I mean, my family, at least, they're very like, they, they want something handmade from by me because the love that goes into it. And I would be the same way. If someone gave me something handmade, I would treasure it because I'd be like, oh my God, they made this. They took the time. They thought of me. I love that kind of stuff. Um, but Amy, I'm sorry, I went off on a tangent. Amy, first off, um, I think it's interesting that you because I have a little bit of a side hustle going with my handmade stuff. And so there's an element of what are you going to give your family that kind of ups the ante or is different from what you make from your regular business. But plus, I love that you're venturing into new areas like painting, which man, I am not a painter. My husband, Scott, is getting into painting. And it's it's hard. Um, <laughs> you know, so I, I actually want to see... Amy, I really want you to send me a picture of these paintings after they've been given to family members, and I want to hear how it went and what they thought of them. Um, because a painting, that's pressure. Because that's like, you go to their house and you're like looking for it on the walls, and you're like, where is it? That thing I made for you, where is it? <laughs> um, it, it always makes me happy when I go to a family member's house and I see something I made for them, like hanging up somewhere or, or the blanket on the couch. And that's just like, oh, it makes me makes me happy because it means that they like it and they've got it as part of their everyday life. <laughs> and then other things I'm like, whatever happened to that piece of shit thing I made? <laughs> it's gone now. They obviously did not. It didn't hit. Um, this next person, um, they didn't give their name. So I'm not 100% sure who this is, but here she goes. Hello, Miss Shakedown. I'm calling from Nashville, Tennessee. And I wanted to tell you that 
maybe about five years ago, or maybe that makes it like four Christmases ago, I had moved from full-time work to part-time work. And so I had enough money to pay my bills and such, but I knew I couldn't really go big on Christmas presents for people. So I tried a few different things for a group of my friends that we normally exchange smallish gifts, you know, usually things that are under $12. I embroidered some Christmas napkins for each of them. And for my parents and my sister, I think for my dad, I embroidered a handkerchief and then framed it. And for my sister and my aunt, I kind of did some hand lettering with a little bit of amateur watercolor art and then framed those for them. So I guess my idea was I was trying to get away with spending like $10 or fewer for each gift. And I guess I was lucky since I was only working part-time, I had more time to do things that take a lot of time, like embroidery. Since then, uh, I have resumed full-time work, and I've had a little more money for Christmas gifts, Um, but I've also enhanced some of my crafting skills since then. So now I still do kind of a mix of store-bought and handmade or, or crafted gifts. And so basically, I think that works out because uh, if I have a good idea for uh, a handmade gift for someone, uh, I'd like to do that. But if nothing really jumps out at me, sometimes it's better to go with store-bought. I will say that one time I spent months on crocheting an afghan that the person seemed to like well enough when she opened it. But I don't know, that took a really long time. <laughs> I'm not sure she liked it that much. Uh, so as I've continued to develop my crafting skills, I think I'm also better at estimating, you know, how much I'm going to invest in a project and how much I think the person might enjoy it, even though you can never really predict that. Anyway, um, thanks for doing the podcast. I really enjoy it. Wishing you happy holidays and a healthy, happy new year. Okay, yeah. So many things to talk for. So first off, again, with the you're not sure you're putting in a lot of time and uh it can backfire if the person's like, Yeah, thank you, I love it. Oh, that's so nice. You made that oh good for you. You know, like that can really backfire. And Afghans, they take a long time. I mean months. So yeah, you gotta be careful with that. Um but uh, I love what she said. You know, it does take, I love how she also called me Mrs. Shakedown, Miss Shakedown. Um, well, Miss Listener, who I didn't catch your name. Um, uh, yeah, I think, you know, as you get more experienced with crafting and with specific handmade things that you can make, you get better at estimating the time and the effort. And that's why with that, that tablecloth I made, I was like, I think don't think this is going to take that long. And really it only took me maybe two or three hours to make one, you know, a tablecloth. That's nice. You know, that's something, if I know it's what they would like, that's the key. As, as I'm more, you know, experienced, I kind of know what people like, how they respond. Um, 
it's good if you are going to try something handmade, you start out like she did with smaller little embroidered items, little, you know, little, little things you can make that don't take so much time um, and aren't, don't feel as catastrophic if they aren't working out or you lost, you ran out of time. I mean, there's been many times where I ran out of time on something and I'm like, I'm going to have to give you your present later. I couldn't finish it. <laughs> Um, but I have learned to be careful with that because I oftentimes after Christmas will be so exhausted with crafting that I need to take a break from crafting for a few months. I do. I get like where I'm like, okay, I can't do this anymore. And that I go through phases where I want to do more crafting or do more, more gardening or then I get more into other things. And then I go back to the other stuff. It kind of comes in cycles. But she also said, Miss Listener also said something um, interesting that I thought where, you know, a lot of the DIY stuff, it does come from financial, you know, um, limitations. You know, you think, oh, I'm going to make something because it would be so much cheaper than buying. And that is, you know, a, a really great idea. If you have a lot of people you're buying gifts for, you can kind of pack uh, more bang for your buck if you can make something really beautiful and you have the time like she did. So there's all those things to consider. If you're if you're someone listening and you're like, I think I might want to try something handmade next year, start looking into it now so you understand and start small and make one thing first. Don't a lot of times I will go, I'm gonna make this thing, and then I go crazy trying to do it, and the first one is usually a disaster. And so, you know, there's all these things to consider. Um, which we I am I'm going to be talking to my sister, Ross, who um, she's sort of the counter um, side of this conversation. She's usually the recipient of my handmade gifts, and she's not much of a crafter herself. And so she's sort of going to bring that perspective. We'll we'll get to her in a minute. Um, So this next one is an email, really quick email from Zena. I hope I'm saying your name right, Zena. Um, She says, my stepmom loves the style clothes and accessories worn by Prue on Great British Baking Show. I tried to make one of Prue's necklaces out of some lightweight plastic modeling clay. I think it's recognizable, but an awkward enough creation that will fall more into the category of joke gift and never be worn. (laughs) And she sent a picture, which I'll share online. And it really does look like the neck. It's actually really cute. And I wonder, Zena, I want to know... I can't tell from the email if you've already given it to your stepmom or not. And and if so, if you've already given it to her, have you ever seen her wear it and how did she react? Yeah, I think sometimes when you're taking, again, that risk of like you've never made something before. And I like that she, Zena, found something specific that her mom liked. And this is something I think that can really guide you if you want to make something handmade for somebody and you're not sure if they're going to like it or not pad yourself with a little bit of um, goodwill by honing in on something they're very into and recreating it for them. This is always a joke that we always make. Like when you go shopping, you go, I could make that. Crafters are always like, oh, I can make that. People always say that. People who aren't crafters will even say it. They go, I, I could make that. They, they pick up a necklace. They pick up something. I could make that. First of all, can you? Because that's what I've learned. Eh, it's actually harder than it looks. Whatever this is, this thing, it looks very simple, but it's probably really complicated to make. And it would, or expensive, or requiring, um, there's a step that you don't know about that really makes it hard. Um, but 
if you are crafty, you know, you start to go, well, you know what? Actually, I probably could make this if you look at it and you go, I think I could handle that. <laughs> there are things that I will see in a store and I'll go, I could do that. And I'm for real. Um, so, yeah, there's some things you could try to recreate for a family member based on their likes. And that could, that could help you. Um, here's another email. This is from Peter. He says, Hi, Sarah. My handmade gifts tend to be particular rather than production. So meaning he makes one off for somebody than like a than an assembly line. He says, my ex would make batches of things, be they ornaments, shortbread, etc. And they were cool. She does good work. My gifts were usually or are usually one offs or two offs. I am an inveterate dabbler. So the medium tends to change every few years. Yeah, I get you. I get you there, Peter. But I've done stuff like, say, a pencil drawing of our son to give on Mother's Day or a pair of wooden boxes, one for my brother and one for my parents for Christmas a few years ago. I do have a bad habit of making the job more difficult on myself than is wise. Hello? <laughs> yep. <laughs> for example, the boxes in question, a sane person would have made something rectangular. My brain suggested dodo, dodo, wait, dodecahedron, dodecahedrons. Oh, my God. He sent me these pictures. This shit is complicated. It looks like a scattergory dice. <laughs> my brain is a jerk with no respect for my time. <laughs> and I expect this is a big limiting factor in how many handmade gifts I give. Generally, I've gotten positive feedback on the gifts, but I really only give them to people like likely to be nice about such things. Yeah, here we go with the trying to give them to people who who we think would like them. And I tend to aim the gift pretty directly, like the sketch of our son to my then wife, right? So that's the other, like, uh, Xena, you know, making something very specific to that person. I got a few commissions this year on my Etsy um, that were specific quotes or things to give to a person that you know they're just going to go crazy when they see it. And they go, oh, my God, it's my mom's favorite quote embroidered on a piece of cloth. It's so sweet. You know, things like that. Um, and he says, oh, he says, so I'm kind of cheating there. Well, I don't know if that's cheating. Knowing someone and giving them something personal to them is not cheating. It's um, intimate, you know, gift giving and it's thoughtful. It means you know them um, and you know what they like. So why not? Um, he says it also helps get past any insecurities I have about my work. Yeah, I think that's good. Okay, so these boxes, I'll post them too. Wow, these are beautiful, Peter. They're like this wood. I mean, I don't know where they even open. They look incredible. Like they just look like you would, honestly, they look like the type of thing you would put on a bookshelf as like a geometric shape to mix up what's on the bookshelf. Like the kind of thing you'd see in a mid-century modern home. You would see this on sale in like West Elm or Pottery Barn or something. Maybe CB2, Crate and Barrel. Maybe not Pottery Barn, but more modern looking. Um, very beautiful work, Peter. And then, ooh, and the pencil drawing of your son. Oh, that is really sweet. It's him sleeping, like, maybe as a baby. I don't know, but it's very, very well done and beautiful. These are great. I would be honored to get a gift like this from Peter. <laughs> anyway, thank you, Peter. Okay, here, this is from Sarah, who I actually went to middle school with. Um, so it's very sweet to hear from her. Um, 
She says, I made these two homemade gifts two years ago. Our neighbors across the street are older and don't have kids, but they love ours. She collects snow globes, so I made one of the kids. The luminaries I made were for family. Both went over very well. Pinterest wins. I'm looking at her pictures. These are adorable. She made some. She made a snow globe with a picture. And yes, so that's what I, I, I want to... Um, I think Pinterest is a wonderful place to start if you're someone who wants to make something make something handmade but you might not consider yourself super crafty or artistic there's so many ideas on a place like Pinterest and Instagram or TikTok like if you kind of let the algorithm get you into this stuff or Google like Google like homemade gifts I've done that before like homemade I was looking to make make my own Christmas decorations one year and many of which I still have and are adorable people like oh my god where'd you get this I'm like I made it (laughs) I made like a little felt house village that I put tea lights in and I put on snow and it looks like a little miniature village. Anyway, um, you Pinterest and, and Googling and YouTube and I mean, just look stuff up and you'll find very easy, look up easy homemade gift ideas and you'll find for under $10, you know, there's so much out there that you can find and it'll in step-by-step instructions. So if you're interested in doing it, I recommend it. Um, all right. The final, here's uh, one more voicemail. Um, and I think this is from Sam. Hi, Sarah. Um, I made my first homemade gift today, actually, uh, when I saw your post, um, I had my first attempt at resin making, um, as making a tray. Uh, so it took a lot more resin than I thought. I think I had enough, but I'm not sure. Um, I did try to put glitter in the resin, and it did explode all over me. Um, and, yeah, right now it's currently hardening outside. Um, so we'll see how it turns out tomorrow, because I'm supposed to give it to my friend tomorrow. So we'll see how that goes. <laughs> Sam, that makes me laugh. So first off, resin. I don't I didn't know anything about resin, but TikTok introduced me to the whole world of resin. Like people are are making beautiful art with resin. It's like this clear liquid that then hardens, but you pour it and you can do different colors and then you take this like hair dryer thing, but I don't know how Sam how you did it, but <laughs> that is so funny. I need to know. We need an update from Sam on how did it turn out? I need a picture and how your friend liked it. Um, I commend you for literally trying something what to me just from watching people's videos on like it actually looks really hard to do. <laughs> I don't know, maybe it's easy. I don't know if anyone listening has done resin stuff before, but um now I kind of want to try it, of course. Um I one of the drawbacks I will say of this time of year and being this type of person, and if you're a crafter and a DIY person who does this for gifts, you know that what goes with it is sometimes panic. Um, like I've mentioned, you know, running out of time, packing your schedule to, you know, I'm like, I have so many things to do work that needs to be done. And I'm like, I'm just going to make a tablecloth. We'll just, I'll just throw it together. (laughs) And it's sometimes can be a bit much. And I actually, I don't know if it's some mental thing where I overwhelm myself on purpose so that then when I get, like tomorrow we're leaving, we're flying to Virginia. 
And it's that feeling of like, ah, I'm done. I'm on vacation now. You can turn it all off. And do I purposely make myself crazy right before that so that the feeling of relief is more intense? I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to move on to our final portion of, the, of this episode um, where I talk to my sister Ross about homemade gifts. Hello, Ross. Welcome back to the podcast. Um, Hello. It's a new version, kind of. It's a it's a developing situation. The podcast mm -hmm. is evolving, and we're not going to do word on the street anymore. But you are going to be um, here as a sort of voice for the everyman. Interesting. Um, <laughs> for um, regular people, no <laughs> rag peeps. Yep. Um, and uh, I'll explain more um, before uh, this. But um, so welcome. Thanks for having me. Um, so I want to talk this episode. We're talking all about um, homemade DIY crafty gifts for the holidays. And okay. um, you... First off, have you, I, you, we know I have done, I've done a lot of homemade stuff for presents. That's something I enjoy doing. You just rolled your eyes and your eyes bulged. Maybe not rolled, but they bulged. I enjoy it when you say the word bulged. <laughs> just. Um, are you judging me? <laughs> I With your bulgy eyes. 100% am judging okay you. i do go well i want to ask you about that in a second but before we go any further are you someone who makes homemade gifts for the holidays <laughs> your eyes aren't bulging when you ask that question but your smile says it all no i am not someone who will make your gift but see that's why we go well together mm -hmm. i need people to be impressed on occasion maybe not every time but I need people who don't, who aren't like me, who are wowed by the homemade gift. And I'm you... always impressed by your 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 homemade <laughs> gifts. That is, that is a given. Um, okay, we'll get to that in a second. So, have you ever done a homemade gift, and how did it go? That you I think can I probably made one of those like free coupon books for mom and dad when we were younger. Oh, yeah? Of like, yeah. oh, use this coupon to get a hug. Um, or, you know, like that clean like, your use room this coupon yeah. to clean your room and then yeah. like conveniently remove that one when no one was looking so that that right. wasn't something that could be used. Uh, no, I, I, I've never, I've never even tried because like when I craft, uh, things go wrong. Like I, things don't, things don't work out and, um, I spend a lot of money. Mm-hmm on buying things to create thinking that they'll be like, it's a cheaper option than like buying it's a cheaper option. Yeah. Right? Like that. Oh, you know what I did uh, one year I made, uh, with our niece, Chloe, I made these like snow globes. I made handmade yeah. snow globes. And like, honestly, I spent so much more money on it and they were garbage. <laughs> like it, it's, they were, they were at, like literally garbage. Yeah, I think if you're not someone who's already crafting, because if you're someone who is already crafting, you have a lot of supplies already that you don't yes. have to purchase. 
You kind of know what's going to be cost effective. You but make for a huge fucking mess. <laughs> and like there's shit everywhere. And like you have you're finding freaking glitter in the crevices of your kitchen table for years. And like we made these snow globes. And basically when you flipped it over the just like the toxic shit just like seeps out. Yeah. Yes, you can have a snack. <laughs> um, I actually, uh, this will make you feel good. Um, I have something you made that's on display right now on my Christmas tree. It's an ornament. And I actually got a compliment <gasps> from somebody. Ooh, I think I know what you're talking who about. Who came in and went, someone went, what is, they went straight to it. Mm-hmm. Of all, you know, I have a fuck ton of ornaments on, mm-hmm. you know, we are Schaefer women mm-hmm. and we understand that a Christmas tree, one, a lot of lights, mm-hmm. two, lights. endless amounts of ornaments, no branch unadorned. It's, okay. It's, uh, no branch left behind. Right. No branch left behind. People who have like, th- just like a foot between each ornament. What are you doing? Or the people that have store bought, like they have themed Christmas trees. Like you go in there and they're like, no, it's like all gold. I hate, right. All silver. No. And I'm like, it's beautiful. It's gorgeous. But, but where's the character? This is not Nordstrom's. Like <laughs> this is not Saks Fifth Avenue. Right. I like a Christmas tree that's eclectic, that has, it's a, almost a I, time capsule yes, of your life. I like a Christmas tree that you look at it and you're like. That's what so and so looked like when they were four. Mm-hmm. Yes, and you have like stuff, family or heirlooms, mixing of different mm-hmm. families, of different memories, places yeah. you've been, gifts from people, things you've made. So anyway, your ornament, someone went right to it. And went, oh my god, I love this. What is this? Mm-hmm. It's that little piece of like uh, mm-hmm. a little piece of wood mm-hmm. with the shape of a home burnt into it. Yeah. And it's an ornament that you, you explain what that was from. For fuck's sake. That was just like the worst <laughs> weekend. of. I remember it, you being very upset that you had taken this. Why project the fuck on. did I do that? Well, like, what, okay, what was it for? Here's another example. Of well, but tell us what Ro- it was. When Ross crafts, <laughs> like I could have paid someone to do that. For the, anyway, okay, so fine. So, like, I uh, I run a homeless shelter, and mm-hmm. I do all the donor management. And so when we have donors for a long time every year, we just would, like, we wanted to focus on our time at the end of the year um, and thanking people. And instead of asking for more, we wanted to thank people. And so we'd mm-hmm. come up with these, like, gifts to make for people um, every yeah. year. So, like, we do, like, one year we bought little candles. It wasn't always mm-hmm. something that we made, but our budget is low, again, right. homeless shelter. Right. So I came up with this idea that I was going to make our top 100 donors. 100? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. 100 donors. And you, you have no experience and you've never done this before. And you're like, I'm going to start with the low, low number of 100. <laughs> exactly. So I come up with this idea that we're going to make ornaments for okay. everyone. So my idea 
is that I'm going to go to a local Christmas tree lot and I'm going to ask them to cut a hundred discs from local Coconino County Christmas trees. (laughs) This is really good. And they did. I paid, I don't know, 50 bucks for something that I probably could have just gotten for free, but whatever. No, Um, that, that, yeah, but that you'd have to learn how to saw a tree and do all that. That would have probably been the easiest fucking part of this, honestly, is using a chainsaw. But that was a step that felt too far. So I got them to cut a hundred of these discs. Yeah. Um, they, they're basically, you've probably seen them like, they, they almost. People like use them in crafting. Coasters, I, I, that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, like I sell it. an ornament in my yes. Etsy shop that is made of those. Yeah. 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 So I, he cuts a hundred of them. They're like fucking sappy and shit. Oh, so like, you didn't get them I, like perfect. Like, cause I buy mine off of like Amazon or get them from Joanne. Sarah, <laughs> I did all of this. I bought like some type of polyurethane. <laughs> I sanded You had to treat them. them. You had to sand them and treat them. I had to sand both sides of these fucking things. Then I had to get a fucking blazing hot burner thing yeah no a fire going in my backyard (laughs) i'm i i ordered from this like specialty shop a brand a brander oh my god you branded them it looks really good though house so it's a little house on a brander yeah i stuck it in the fire oh my god you were branding and i branded after I sanded each one, probably sanding each one probably took 20 minutes each. Oh, my God. It's freezing fucking cold outside. It's like the dead of northern Arizona winter. There's snow on the ground. And I've got the uh, the electric sander going. Like, I'm not, like, with a little sanding pad. No, you're like, doing it with it. But that's better. Right. 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 So it's getting a nice, clean finish. They, they really do Burn look it. really then good. Then I branded them, which... Is it, it requires actual heat and holding it for probably a minute. And then it, I had to do it with these tongs because it was so hot. The brander <laughs> would get so hot that I kept burning myself. You didn't have so the right kind of glove. I was not prepared. So I oh burned. Oh, my God. I, I, I branded it. And then I had to put a like a like some type of, I don't know, polyurethane. Chemical on com- it, yeah. Some type of chemical thing that would seal it. <laughs> Wait for it to dry. Hold on. Then I had to put drill a hole. Oh yeah. <laughs> the ones I buy come pre-drilled. Drill a hole. <laughs> tie a ribbon. Uh huh. Then I flipped them over and wrote. Oh God. Thank you for helping our neighbors get home, or some some something something to that effect. FSS two thousand and whatever. Yeah, I, yeah, whatever. yeah. Um, and then I had to wrap them and deliver them to a hundred of our closest friends. <laughs> and now you know, you know why I don't. They do craft. look really. It does look really good. Mm-hmm. I mean, you did good, but that. Okay, so you bit off more than you could chew, and I have done that many times, many yeah. times. Yeah, but you just come back. You come back to it. I that was enough for me to be like, yeah, I don't no. give up. <laughs> Like, no, next year. And honestly, I hate to say this, but we haven't done the donor gift since. 
It was traumatizing. Was like two or three years ago. And I was like, I'm not doing this. I'm not doing this. Like I could have spent the amount of time that I put into it. I mean, I almost lost a toe. It was so cold outside. Oh my God, Ross. <laughs> so you have made handmade gifts and um, it was worth it. I promise. I need to see a picture of that. Okay. I'll send you a picture. We'll post it as well. But um, so in general, like you always send me and we are going to have to pause here in like two minutes. Um, if we want to keep talking, we can come back. But um, you always send me like videos from like TikTok or uh, Instagram or wherever from social media of like someone who's really crafty doing something amazing. Like one time you sent me a video of um, a video of like a woman who's doing this like journaling, like bullet journaling, but like really beautiful calligraphy and like her to do list is like a work of art, you know. Mm-hmm. And then you also sent, and I'm going somewhere with this, but then you also sent me recently a video of, um, there's one, it's, I had seen it already, this woman on TikTok who does this amazing gift wrapping. And mm-hmm. it's like folded yeah. and then you put like fresh herbs into the, into the fold. And it's so beautiful. And you know, I love a good gift wrap. I'm obsessed with wrapping. Now, when, the reason I bring this up, when I see a video like these, I get inspired. I get excited. I think I'm going to I'm going to take something from what I just saw and either try it or just a lot of times I don't even copy the person. I just see something they do and I go, oh, that's a good idea. I'm going to incorporate it into crafting I'm already doing. It just gives me inspiration. But when you see videos like this, you become enraged. Yes. (laughs) Explain. Explain why. Because I think you're like a lot of people. (laughs) <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I'm just like, why? Why are you? You, you doing always that? go. Why? You go. I mean, it's lovely. It's not. I think I get enraged. I mean, if I have to get because you of it. take it as a an expectation that people think that people want you to be doing that, and if you're not doing it, you're a piece of shit. <laughs> Listen, I think that it's probably you know this isn't shadow work here, but I would say. That fundamentally, when I see that stuff, it pisses me off because the fucking (laughs) expectation is so high. Like, if I wrap your gift, it's a fucking Christmas miracle. Like, I really fundamentally feel like I bought you a gift. Why do I have to wrap it? But then I look at, like, I show up and if all of the gift is stuffed inside of wrapping paper and you can't see what it is, it's a win. (laughs) Right. If it's a surprise. Surprise! (laughs) It's a win. You're like out in the garden picking fresh (laughs) rosemary and creating a little envelope for the rosemary to just sit in. And it's like, I honestly, if my, I I don't, I don't even try bows because like, why? (laughs) Why? It's not even a real bow. Like if I put a bow on Well, you know, mom, mom used to, um... She wouldn't do bows. She would just stack your presents up. Uh, right. Like, I'm lucky like, if you know the gift is for you because there's a name. There, your name you is forget on to it. put like, a name on I it. I put, I like, wait, whose is this? Like, right. And then I have to, you know. You so, have to think it through. So. So, but I think we're. Did you put herbs no. in your gift wrap this year? I did not. But I did buy some, 
Well, I already gave you presents, so you saw. Mm-hmm. You know how I am. I like to get like fancy wrapping paper. Mm-hmm. The company store. The is container store. The container store. Yeah. There is a company store. There is a company store. Mm-hmm. What is the company? Was, was that like a mall store? I feel I like can't they remember. sell uh, maybe blankets. <laughs> Wait, I want to look it up now. Sheets. They shall, They sell sheets. Let me see. I think I bought a... Yeah, they do uh, bedding. I, they do. They do the bedding. The bedding and, and pajamas and robes and stuff. Like yeah. all your nighttime needs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Okay. So anyway, uh, the container store is where I like mm-hmm. to get my wrapping paper. Mm-hmm. One, because it's really cute patterns and stuff. But also they have like, it's thicker. And so it doesn't rip as easy. And you can you do like those the nice. feel. I love the feel of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I love how. I love how you were like, you're lucky that the gift is concealed. Then that's your definition of it being wrapped. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I mean, if you're getting a gift from me, I've put the thought in. You don't need to be surprised. Like, why? That's right. That's right. But you got the gift. Why do you need to be like, surprise? It's a gift. But I... So that's why I, I've been talking about how people like me who do a lot of handmade stuff, or maybe I'm really into wrapping presentation. It's for me, Ross. I'm doing that for me. I know. I mean, I'm doing it for everyone too. And if you enjoy it, I do. Great. I mean, I like, but getting... I don't expect it in return. I don't. I don't. I'm not. I don't look at your wrapping and go, "Oh God." Well, I. How do. dare you? And I think part of my rage comes in. When I get your gift, (laughs) if I'm being honest, because first of all, I'm like, this is too nice. I shouldn't open this. Oh, you just rip it. I'm not one of those people who's like, you rip it and you're like, you reuse it. It just, you have a moment of like, I'm not worthy of this. You are, I wouldn't give you that if right I didn't but you think see you were that worthy. if I gave you a gift with that wrapping it would be about your worth <laughs> no it wouldn't <laughs> no I'm just kidding oh, oh I see what you're saying mm-hmm. I'm only worth a gift bag you're only it's not even a gift bag it's <laughs> <laughs> just kidding you're worth it all but that's what I'm saying. I do it because I enjoy it and I like the joy that it brings other people. Mm-hmm. Now, if it's causing you to feel rage, well, then maybe I just won't do it anymore. See, this is where it goes. And now I'm not going to get the nice gift with the herbs. <laughs> which, by the way, can I say, so I gave you an air fryer for Christmas, which mm-hmm. was a risk. I've talked about earlier in the episode about gift giving inherently is risky unless you give them exactly what they asked for. You're risking them maybe not liking it. But I guessed, I thought, I think Ross might like an air fryer. I think it would really work for her. And mm-hmm. I love mine. And I think she would like it. Mm-hmm. I'm Your look on your face when you saw it. Oh, that's the best gift giving experience. When you, were, when you were like, I've been thinking about getting one of these. I've been wanting one of these. Yes. 
and I didn't know, and I didn't. I decided not to ask you because I didn't want to give it away. Mm-hmm. I didn't <laughs> even know you had one. I do. Right. We hadn't even talked about it. Yes. I, it was so good. But you know, the one thing that was bad about it and you didn't even notice probably. And if you did, I was disappointed in the wrapping paper I put on it mm. because when I bought it, I have to admit I was too. You were, weren't you? No. <laughs> no. So I bought no. this roll. I bought. I spend oh, more than normal. I know of time you do. Looking at every roll and going, do I like this roll? No. I, I like know this. you do. And I get some for certain people. And I got this roll, and it looked like these beautiful wreaths. And I was like, oh, this is really like beautiful and like, like classy. And mm-hmm. I used it. I opened it up and started wrapping your gift. And then it had this dumb. The word joy written on it. <laughs> Fuck like in cursive. You, joy. Yeah, it was like, oh, this is like church wrapping paper. Mm-hmm. Fuck this. Anyway, Fuck I had this. to use it. <laughs> no, it's totally fine. And it was a big box. So yeah, I would expect box. that you would use the worst. The B team. <laughs> B team. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's a big box. It still was premium wrapping so paper. So <laughs> many herbs would need to be cultivated. I didn't do herbs. I did. I know you didn't. I I do like different ribbons. Mm-hmm. You know, I, 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 I get into it. But anyway, I wanted to ask you. So mm-hmm. one thing, because I got viewers or viewers, um, some listeners sent in voicemails and emails about crafts and handmade gifts that they have made. And there was a running Aww. theme of like the fear that you have when you do that, that someone won't like it mm. um, because it takes so much time yeah. and effort. And then, yep. you know, you, you're risking them. But I also think there's a little bit of a padded, someone called it cheating. I wouldn't call it cheating. I would say it was like uh, a sort of crutch a little bit, a uh, a buffer where if you've spent time hand making it, the standard goes down. Mm-hmm. True. <laughs> where, True. Where people, oh, you made this. Thank you. you. And it may not me. be perfect. Of course. Right. This is garbage. Of course it's a piece of shit, but you mm-hmm. made it for me and now I like it. Right? And, yeah. yeah. Have you ever gotten a handmade gift? Now, if it's from me, don't you dare. Don't you dare say it. <laughs> But have you ever gotten a handmade gift that you were like, no? I don't think so. No. I mean, because not only does the standard go down, Mm -hmm. but also the sentimental goes up. And I'm a sentimental gal. Like, I I like, I I am moved by, uh, like, I I would say that there are things that even you've made Mm -hmm. that, their their stock rises, yeah, because you made them. And I have like, stuff like that too. Maybe I wouldn't normally pick something like that out, but because you made mm-hmm. it, it changes. But see, I know the, that the value about you. is right. different. And over time, you tend to learn what people respond to. And I know that you may not do the hobbies that I do. But you're into the product of them. Oh, for sure. And, and so like we I'm, have a connection there. Yeah, I'm where I, I the you have the, also a taste the level power that I have. Of crafts compels me. 
<laughs> I think the goal should be in 2022, the goal of this podcast should be one of the goals, other than becoming rich, yeah. uh, Obviously. is that we find a hobby for you mm. that mm. works for your lifestyle. That's that appropriate. Brings, that brings you joy mm-hmm. if you want one. Now, you may come to find mm. out on the other end, you don't want one. You're good. Mm. I don't know that. But I'm what if good. we explored I, it? Yeah, I think we explore it. I think it's part of yeah. the journey. Right. Let's have a journey. Yeah, I mean, I think that uh, you know, you you cross stitched something for me once. I was just about to bring it up. Mm-hmm. What? Which one? I mean, there are the cross stitches that are from my past that you did Mm -hmm. and then there are the cross stitches from your past that you didn't give me what i have i there's there's like you made me the one you made me the regulators one oh yeah (laughs) Mm -hmm. chords Strings. Strings. We melodies. Wait. Melodies. Melodies. Right. I did Mm -hmm. the line from regulars. Chord string. That was one of my that was my first year doing cross stitch. But then you made cross stitches not for me. (laughs) That I still You covet. Covet. But wait, I did make you I think my favorite cross stitch ever. Which one? Go away, cobwebs. Oh, or whatever. yes. Yeah. I mean, that's, to me, that's in my top two things I've ever made. Yeah. I love that because it, it so it hangs. Um, so Sarah made me a cross stitch of a cross stitch that we had when we were kids that our mom had, uh, and I, right. I, I, the, you know. Cop- I have it here. Oh, there um, you go. So this is a version of it. So, by the way, not to nitpick, but the one that mom had uh-huh. from growing up. Was not a cross stitch. It was called cruel, like jewel, but spelled cruel. Mm-hmm. And it's a type of embroidery with mm-hmm. wool thread. Mm-hmm. And our grandmother made it. Okay. So, of course, you know that. <laughs> so I didn't <laughs> I thought I came, did I thought it came from pennies <laughs> no <laughs> um so Christy ended up with that one mm-hmm. um but I really I loved it so much and I I, I kind of wanted it but I don't have kids and I didn't have kids but you did so I was like I'm gonna make Ross I'm gonna find the pattern mm-hmm. a pattern there's different you know so this is the poem Cleaning and scrubbing will wait, can wait. Well, there's different versions. Hold on. Let me find the one that's. It's like just late enough that I might start crying. Here we go. Mm-hmm. Cleaning and scrubbing can wait till tomorrow for babies grow up. We've learned to our sorrow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So quiet down cobwebs. Dust go to sleep. I'm rocking my baby and babies don't keep. They don't. <laughs> It's so cute. It's so sweet. They don't. Babies don't keep. They, they don't. Oh, that's why you should live in filth. That's what it's about. It's about I'm not going to do my chores. I'm going to hold my baby. <laughs> that 
It's an argument why, for living in filth. That's why you should be a hoarder. Yeah, that's why we have a mess. Um, but anyway, I worked on that one. It took me a long time. And it was, I just loved the design of it. It was like from the 80s. Mm-hmm. Like I found a vintage pattern. Yeah, it's so good. And so, so that I, hangs. I mean, you got that one. Where is it? <laughs> I love that I remember the regulators. <laughs> the, the regulators one. And I remember the You're like, like heirloom. Tell me more about that heirloom baby one I made. I'm like, no. I was like, oh, I know what you're talking about. No, strings, actually, no. We bring. <laughs> Uh, no. So uh, that hangs in my kid's room, like right next yeah. to the boy's bed. And Henry asks about it all the Aww. time. He's like, what does that mean? And so I Aww. read it to him. And then he's like, I don't understand that at all. Yeah. <laughs> like literally he said that. And I was like, all right, let me break it down for you, dumbass. So... <laughs> He's not I dumb. see one of my cross stitches behind you. The seashell. Oh yeah, the seashell. Mm-hmm. All I see is mistakes, but I always show whatever I'm working on to Scott and I go, "Where's find the mistake? I want you to see if you can see what I can't get over that I fucked up on." Does he ever find it? Because I would never notice that. Sometimes he'll go, it's a, okay, maybe is that part a little off center? And I'm like, yes, God damn it. Does he but he ever, has to really look. Does he ever say things that are not? No. So a lot of times, a lot of times he'll go, I don't see anything wrong with it. And I don't see where you see there's a problem. He's so good. Yeah. And then um, other times he's like, this, this area seems problematic. And you're like, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Well, he knows that, like, I'm going to redo it. He And sometimes he'll go, you're going to feel better if you redo it. Oh, he's so good. And a lot of times he's right. But, you know, um, it can backfire. <laughs> it's a it's a it's a risky place to or be. Or I start crying. Ah, throw it in the trash. <laughs> and then you put it in the trash. It's the only yeah. choice. It's the only um, choice. Well, this is, uh, why other thing- this is why I don't craft. Right. It can be very frustrating. You have to have patience Mm-mm. for certain types of things. Uh, I don't know. I think we're going to find you something. Interesting. I'm going to make it my mission. Get ready. Okay. <laughs> is, is this going to be like the time? We know, we know that it can't be soap. We know it can't be soap. Or branding wood. <laughs> wood (laughs) why it's good i mean for the record i completed the task and they look they looked great not all of them (laughs) did i get a dud no i think you got a good one but i'm just saying there were some donors that got you know depending on where they are you know, it's like not everybody was at the like the top tier. Yeah, that's another thing when you start doing stuff like this, you start being like like I I asked you about the tablecloth that I made. I said, "Hey, this is the prototype," which I think turned out really good. I want to be clear though that I didn't see the prototype. No, you didn't I, even I know what it was. Like oh, let me just like, I don't want that. No, no, I don't no. want let... any any listeners to be offended. Right. But they don't know what we're talking about. So, I asked you 
I have already talked about the tablecloth, but I didn't say this part, which is I wasn't sure if I should give it to you or Christy. I knew mm-hmm. you would both like it, mm-hmm. but I wondered because I know that you're you're specific about colors and things more than Christy is. And so I thought, what if I worked with Ross to customize hers to be exactly what she wanted? And then, you know, Christy got the first one I ever made and I knew she would like it. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's splitting hairs here. I think it turned out good. Yeah, it was going to be great regardless. I would have loved that. Yeah, I think you, right. You would have liked that one. But we, it like I said earlier, it took me two to three hours to make it. It really wasn't that time consuming. It's Mm -hmm. very simple in Mm -hmm. construction. Um, so you will be getting yours. Don't worry. Well, and I think I learned a long time ago from you, like what is meant to be will be. Yeah. Yours is coming. When it comes to crafts. Yeah. Like I'm going to get what I was meant to get. You're going to get what you were meant to get. It might take me Mm -hmm. a long time. Mm -hmm. There's one that I've actually been working on for you for a long time. Well, I hope it doesn't (laughs) fucking suck. No, it doesn't. You're going to love it more than life. <laughs> um, but event like the, the cobweb one, the, mm. the baby one, I think that was one where I told you I haven't finished yours yet. I mean, and it took me, I think I gave it to you like at the, like in the summertime or something. Like it was yeah. way past Christmas. You're right. You got to have faith. Yeah. You know that yeah, I'm yeah, going to yeah. get there. I'm confident that at all times you have something in the works for me. <laughs> And that's just the way I choose to live. It's a really, it's a positive way of thinking. You know, there's something, mine's coming. Yours is coming. Mine's that's coming. a phrase in our family based on an incident years and years ago. It's probably 16 years ago now. We're at a family dinner and Max, was, who's now 17, he was, what, two or three? Three, probably. I would mm-hmm. say three. And... And he's, uh, we got a big dessert, like one of those huge sundaes that's for like the whole table, mm-hmm. like a giant ice cream thing. Mm-hmm. And it comes to the table mm-hmm. and Max. Well, and we had been, we had been prepping it like dessert. Oh, yeah, so special dessert is going to come. And, there's a- and it wasn't put right in front of him. And so he thought, okay, well, that's not my dessert. So he goes, so sad. We were like, Maxie, you want some? And he was like, no, mine's coming. He goes, mine's coming. (laughs) It was like, oh. And we had to tell him. We hadn't ordered another one. That was it. And he was like, no, I'm good. Mine's coming. (laughs) And we were like, no, yours is not. This is yours. We're sharing. And he lost his shit. He's, mine's mine's coming. coming he just kept <laughs> screaming mine's coming <laughs> so now that's like a phrase in our family of like be patient or just like thinking yours is coming <laughs> it's so not my, my craft is coming mine's minecraft coming. is coming the faith the blind it's faith you blind have blind faith and that a special treat appearing before that you that <laughs> is what being southern baptist is all about mine's coming that's right mine's coming I'm glad we did this. Yeah. Uh, Ross, I'm glad to be on this new adventure on the Schaefer Shakedown with you. Mm, mm. Uh, get ready. We're going to find you something. 
If you want it, anything. You may, I'll take anything. You may. You may not. You may decide you don't like anything. I mean, I have a few <laughs> stipulations about things. What? All right. I mean, for the next episode, we'll or the I'm next gonna... time you're on, we'll have what your what your rules for the road are, and then I can be set off on my journey to find you something. Oh God. Okay. I'll start working on it. So be thinking on it. Be thinking I don't want to be like super, I don't want to be categorized as super pessimistic or negative though if I have nothing. I think you're like so many people though that aren't into crafts or any kind of like making hobby. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. hobbies include all kinds of things that have Mm -hmm. nothing to do with what I want to do. Donkey (laughs) training? Okay, okay. Another episode. Another episode. We'll explain donkey training. <laughs> Cliffhanger. <laughs> All right. Thank Hi. you so much. See you next time.